Hello, listeners. This is your podcast host, Jacko's Wetsuit. Uh, this is part two of my interview with Reverend Johan Jong. Uh, it was a, a long one, so if you missed part one, go back and listen to the first half uh, from the last episode and then come back and listen to this one. Coming back to the idea of um, uh, the Korean people solving the problems by themselves without outside interference, th- these days the world is facing problems that no nation can solve alone. For example, we've got the current COVID-19 virus pandemic, and we also have the much larger and long-term problem of global climate change, and, and no country can solve them by themselves. Uh, it, it requires global cooperation. However, the uh, the June 15 statement clearly states that Korean unification is a problem that the two Koreas will solve by themselves without interference by outsiders. Is this also true for the problem of denuclearizing North Korea? North Korea's nuclear weapons were originally created against the United States. Three. North Korea also said, we will not use nuclear bombs towards South Korea because North Korea cannot escape from the nuclear bomb's power. And there is no need to use nuclear bombs to South Korea, since there are 24 nuclear power plants in South Korea. In fact, when a nuclear power plant detonates, it is no different from getting a nuclear bomb. Nuclear bombings in the USSR and Fukushima in Japan in 2014 are proving this. Since the nuclear bomb was created against the United States, the nuclear issue must be resolved through consultations with the United States. However, while the United States is possessing thousands of nuclear bombs, it is too unilateral to discuss North Korea's nuclear weapons alone. I think there is no need for any nuclear weapons in the world. There are too much good weapons besides nuclear bombs. I think we should abolish all nuclear weapons in the world at the same time. Do you see a contradiction between the idea that uh, denuclearization of North Korea must be solved by the United States alone, and on the other hand, Korean unification must be solved by Koreans alone? Do you see any contradiction or tension between those two ideas there? There's a lot of tense. There's a lot of tension. I heard that the the late Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea, Mm -hmm. left a will not to develop nuclear bombs. Really? To his son, yeah, Kim Jong-il. But uh, somehow, the Kim Jong-il, they yeah, developed nuclear bombs. So do you believe that Kim Il-sung did not have a nuclear weapons development program while he was alive? I th- I don't know much about it, but I heard that, yeah. The Kim Il-sung uh, saw uh, the, how disastrous the victim was, yeah. The... Um the last line of the June 15th statement uh, says that Kim Jong-il would visit Seoul at an appropriate time. Obviously, he can't come anymore because he died in 2011. But when he was alive, did you really expect to see Kim Jong-il come and visit Seoul? Well, I didn't expect it would be happened. Time has not arrived. And it is a total different picture that Kim Jong-il visit South Korea from South Korea President visit North Korea. I don't think it's not easy. Did the death of Kim Jong-il have a big impact on inter-Korean relations? I don't know exactly. However, I know that North Korea is not a country where one or two people decide everything. North Korea has a collective leadership system. 
Therefore, even if Chairman Kim Jong-il is dead, the policy does not change easily. In contrast, South Korea and the United States change the policy easily depending on who becomes the president. Trump wants to change the Obamacare system now. So, so if I understand you correctly, you're saying that uh, the leader is not so important because it's a collective leader, it's a collective decision-making process. That's right. So even though Kim Jong-il died, the, the main policy did not change in North Korea, I think, you know. But the Kim family seems to have a special role in North Korea, right. doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you just said a few minutes ago yeah. that uh, uh, on the Uri Minjokiri website, everything is because of the grace and loving care of the fatherly leader, just like Christians thank God. Is the Kim family like a kind of God in North Korea? Well, as a symbolical figure, but in reality, I don't uh, think that he acts like a God. Do you remember when Dennis Rodman visited North Korea a few years ago? That's he right, was yeah. uh, you he probably plays, yeah, remember yeah. when you lived in America he was a, a famous basketballer. That's right. But yeah. most people in North Korea did not know who he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the decision to invite him to North Korea mm -hmm. two or three times, yeah. three times maybe. Uh, do you think that was an example of collective decision making or do you think no, that was Kim Jong Un saying I want him to come here? Yeah, that's private things. And then he that Kim Jong Un uh uh, had a friend while he was in Switzerland. Yes. So he, he wants to, you know, his friend come to his, I think, a Portuguese uh, friend. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it depends on, uh, you know, this uh, uh, personal uh, need. Yeah. But uh, the national uh, uh, issues, I don't think uh, he is the only person. Now, I want to come back to the, uh, the topic of the separated families because we started with them... Uh, you know, they were the third point of the of the statement that North and South Korea would work together to resolve humanitarian issues, including uh, exchange visits by separated family members. Now, as you, of course, know, every year more and more of them are dying, and so we have fewer and fewer of these uh, separated family members left. In the 10 years after the signing of the June 15 statement, there were 21 rounds of uh, family reunions sometimes by mm -hmm. video and sometimes in person mm -hmm. in, in Kumgangsan, in Seoul and other places, yeah. in Pyongyang. But in the last 10 years, there have been only three reunions. The last one was uh, in August 2018. Uh, the North Korean government has not made it easy for the South Korean government to have as many reunions as it wants. Mm -hmm. uh, it, sometimes it seems the South Korean government, President Moon himself, uh, proposes let's have a reunion and North Korea either doesn't respond or responds negatively, or uh, pushes it down to a later date, says, let's talk about it later. Do you still have hope that people who are alive today and who have relatives in North Korea will see them again before they die? Well, this is the only hope. No one can predict in the future. It can be done tomorrow, or it may not be happened for long years. Nobody knows. That's all I can say. When North Korea rejects the proposal to have reunions, why does it do that? I think they want to show their weakness, expose to the families. The North Korean government's yeah, weakness. Yeah, yeah. Their, you know, in, in economic way or in some way, the socialist country has some suppressed personal uh, thoughts. 
So when the North, so when the hang on, let me help, help me understand it. So when the North Korean government says no, we don't want to have any uh, family reunions, uh, you're saying that the, the, the North Korean government is showing its own weakness to the separated family members. Well, you know this uh, the all the uh, meetings in political way or in personal way, all things as a uh, united as tying in one. They do not want to separate family union issues from the political big issues. But isn't that exactly what the statement is about, right? That the, the statement right. number three tries to mm-hmm. separate yeah. humanitarian that's right. issues that's right. yeah. from political issues. I mean, that that's my understanding of this statement that Kim Jong-il signed, mm-hmm. is we want to separate unific- uh, humanitarian issues from political issues so that they're not all connected. But you're saying, no, they are all connected. Yeah, I think it's connected internally. But, uh, you know, they do sometimes. They want to uh, sustain the status quo naturally. So they want a big event for a uh, union of families. One thing that I've wondered about for many years is why there is no uh, postal exchange between North and South Korea. Uh, You are aware that between East and West Germany, family members could write letters to each other for many years before unification. Uh, But since 1953, there's never been a postal exchange between North and South Korea, even though South Korea has suggested it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder, it seems like such an easy thing to accomplish because – it's much easier than family reunions. You don't need to move people anywhere. Uh, South Korea can take some bags of letters to Panmunjom, give some money and say, please deliver these letters. It never seems to happen. Does your committee have a, a position statement about postal exchange? I heard that uh, the North Korea has a, a long time ago has a, some uh, difficult system to locate the separate families from the South. In North Korea, even in South Korea, if we have uh, uh, re- uh, relatives living in, in, in other parts, yeah. we have a, a, a disadvantage. To become an uh, official uh, position or to go abroad, if in South Korea people had a, a, a families in North Korea, yes. if governments know, knew that, uh-huh. In the long, in, under the dictator's government, yep. you know, we we cannot go abroad. We cannot oh, we cannot to be a, a government position. So, there were some so even same thing in North Korea, I think. Yeah. You know, they, so many uh, separate pa- pa- families are reluctant to expose that that they are relatives living in South Korea, and then because of a heavy war, their place has been. Uh, spread out, mm-hmm. no records where they are living now. They said that they have uh, some big problems to find out uh, uh, separate families. So you're saying it's a it's a practical issue. Yes. But would you like to see, or would your committee like to see a postal exchange between North and South Korea? Sure, definitely. We want to see them. You would yeah. support that idea? Yeah, sure. Yeah. After uh, 20 years, um, does your committee still have faith in the willingness and the sincerity of the leadership of North Korea? North Korea's resident for the past 70 years has actually maintained its legitimacy with the slogan of unification. 
So this slogan will remain until it happens. I cannot predict how much authenticity North Korea will maintain. In order to achieve a true unification, South and North Korea peoples of established must lay down their own powers and wealth. Especially military groups in South Korea and North Korea will be the main obstacles for unification, I think. So I'm not sure if that means you believe that the North Korean leadership is willing and sincere or not. They have to, because they maintain that their government through the slogan of a unification. Mm -hmm. They unified peoples under the slogan of unification. So they cannot change easily the slogan. Uh, how do you feel about the South Korean government? Well, South Korea in the beginning, in after the uh, uh, the establishment of government, the unification was the main issue. After the uh, 1980, uh, the booming of uh, economy, mm -hmm. the people's mind changed. The minds, the priority is not the unification, but uh, uh, wealth, money. So, but we still have here in South Korea a ministry of, of unification. In fact, we have a, a, a nominated new unification minister. Do you know Ian Yong personally? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, is he an old colleague, friend from many years ago? No, I, because I lived in South Korea, I mean, in the United States uh, right. a long time. I, but I met uh, in a few occasions. Yeah. yeah. And does he seem sincere in desire for unification? Well, I think so, yeah. And, uh, and of course, Park Ji-won, yeah. now head of the NIS, uh -huh, and uh -huh. Sohun in a new position. I, th I think he's the best person uh, for the, the position. So this is Ian Yong or Park Ji-won? I, I think both. Both, okay. <laughs> so, so the South Korean government still seems to be interested in, in some you know, uh, positive That's development. Right. But yeah. I wonder, you know, when North Korea... Uh, we haven't even talked about uh, North Korea blew, blowing up a building. Uh, I should perhaps come to that now. Um, you know, it, it seems like President Moon Jae-in has tried very hard, much harder than Park Geun-hye and, and Lee Myung-bak, to make some progress with North Korea, uh, always speaking nicely, offering carrots instead of stick, sticks to North Korea, giving three summits um, with having three summits with Kim Jong-un. Uh, what does President Moon receive in return? North Korea blew up the inter-Korean liaison office one day after the 20th anniversary of the June 15th summit uh, joint declaration. Why? Why do you think that is? Well, in fact, no matter how strong the will of President Moon Jae-in is, mm -hmm. it must not be done without President Trump's permission. And he said already, Trump said, and President Trump cannot anything in relation, in relation to North Korea issues without so-called neocons in Washington permission. The neocons. Yeah. When Chairman Kim Jong-un went to Singapore over a few days by train and met with President Trump, everyone believed that there was some kind of a pre-agreement in advance. However, the negotiations were broken. According to Bolton's memoirs recently published, two theories are possible for the broken. One is that President Trump thought to come out of the negotiation from the beginning and prepared for the leaving the table if he failed in a request. This was shown clearly remarked in the book when Bolton was trying to persuade Kim Jong-un on the conference table. The Secretary of State Pompeo, who sat next to Bolton, gave a note saying, he is so full of shit. The second theory why the meeting was broken is that 
is what Bolton says is up to him. In fact, Bolton was not originally invited to the Singapore talks, but later, under the pressure of the so-called NACON, the Washington family, President Trump see him sitting. So the reason why the Singapore talks were broken is because of the politics of the American politics, represented by Bolton, not Moon Jae-in, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about the Hanoi summit because uh, uh, we all agree that the Singapore yeah. summit was pretty uh, successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Hanoi summit That's was right. where yeah, everything yeah, broke yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, confused. Uh, yeah. But again, I, I want to focus on the destruction of the inter-Korean liaison office in Kaesong, but you're bringing us back to Hanoi. Are you saying that the destruction of the inter-Korean liaison office in Kaesong was because of United States actions? Uh, I think uh, the... North Korea government wants to uh, open the, the closed gate in an extraordinary way, you know, the, to solve the problem of a balloon leaflet sending. Mm -hmm. So they do in an extraordinary way. It's certainly a very extreme way to uh, blow up a building which has only That's been right. there for two years and was yeah. paid for by South Korean taxpayers. But how does this open any kind of gate or door? Well, we have to understand the situation of the Korean uh, peninsula now. We didn't end the uh, Korean War. We are seizing the war. We are just uh, stopping like a football game, yes. soccer game, you know, like a front and back, right? So we have just uh, uh, time for, uh, you know, resting. So the soccer, they have a, a empire, but war... We don't have empire. If one party starts a war, shoot gun, that means starting a gun, or, you know, that begins the you know, war again. Yes. So the North Korea uh, broke down the, 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 the building in, his, in their own land, mm -hmm. their pro property, I mean, their building. Even though we, we you know, buy South Korean money, mm -hmm. but uh, it's, a, it's up to them, their building. It's, they own the building in their own land. Okay, so, but you see this. So it's, it's, it's a war. It's, it's a no surprise. Okay, then w what about cutting the phone lines? I mean, uh, President Moon never uh, said, let's stop talking, but North Korea cuts the phone lines there. Why? It's, it's start the war again. It began. So North Korea wants to start the war again? No, I mean, in some sense. We are in the war. War never ends. Okay, so, so it's act of a war. Uh huh. So when so when North Korea does something negative, mm -hmm. blows up a building, That's right, yeah. cuts the phone lines, That's right, yeah. threatens to shoot balloons, these are normal things because we're in a state of war. But when the United States does something bad, that's not a normal thing because the United States is a hegemon. Well. Yeah, in some sense, yes. It seems to me like there's an imbalance there, that you are kind of saying that uh, because the United States is powerful, it has more responsibility. Mm -hmm. And because North Korea is, uh, to use your analogy, a mouse in a corner, uh, a, a victim, uh, a weak power, mm -hmm. that because it's it's weaker, it has less responsibility. So it can do whatever it likes That's right. because it's I the weaker so. power. Yeah. Yeah. Is, do you agree with yeah. that? It's, it's, it's all there's a brinkmanship uh Strategy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's no option. There are much options for them, for North Koreans. Yeah. And for South Korea, what are the options for South Korea? What are the options for President Moon? Well, as I, I said before, yeah. the, the South Korea government needs uh, U.S. 
uh, admission or permission to something, to do something. Does South Korea never do anything independently? We cannot say never, mm -hmm. but uh, to develop the relationship between North Korea, that the South Korean these uh, so-called through the working group. So the, the 2007 summit with Noh Myon and uh, Kim Jong-il, that was uh, during President George W. Bush's presidency. Uh, did Noh Myon receive American permission to go sure. and have that summit? Sure. Without, without the U.S. admission, uh, we cannot, uh, you know. So can you think of anything that any South Korean president has ever done from Lee Seung-man until Moon Jae-in uh, without U.S. permission? I mean, it depends on uh, issues or matters. Yeah, but we're in just term, focusing on inter-Korean relations. Yeah, inter-Korean yeah? relations, we, I don't think so. There's no, nothing. Nothing has been done without U.S. permission? No. Okay. Well, um, now, uh, President Moon still believes that he's going to meet Secretary Kim Jong-un before the U.S. presidential election in November. Uh, why do you think he is so optimistic? I don't know. It, Depends on his personality, uh, but uh, I think North Korea will not be deceived twice. We'll never see again negotiation between North Korea and South Korea without changing U.S. hostile policy against North Korea. This change must be realized in two stages. The first is the withdrawal of the containment policy, if not completely. Sanctions should be eased for materials related to livelihood. And uh, uh, secondly, the abolition of the ceasefire agreement and the initiation talk for the peace treaty. I don't know why President Moon is optimistic. Maybe he's an optimistic person. Mm. Do you share his optimism? What, should, what do I do? I'm a Christian pastor. As a German theologian Moltmann says, Christianity is a religion of hope. Mm -hmm. The faith of a res resurrection means seeing hope in the grave of death. Mm. As a Christian pastor, what about human rights in North Korea? What do you think about them? Are you concerned about human rights in North Korea? Yes, I'm concerned. It. But uh, 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 let me explain one more. Have you read the World Human Rights Report issued by China? Maybe you read by U.S. Human rights issue seems like an absolute concept, but it is a relative concept. Some human rights are permitted in one country, but not in other countries. Is it racist human rights violation? Is it a violation of human rights when someone owns guns and point to some? When I visited the homes of Americans, I was frightened to see the various types of firearms were displayed like a ceramics displayed in Korean home. I'm scared when I see a firearm. However, some people feel safe. It is called homosexual discrimination is human rights violation. Discrimination homosexuals is legally permitted in some African countries. Six years ago, about 20 pastors of the Korean Christian Council visited the U.S. State Department, and on the day, we met Dr. John Merrill, who retired from the U.S. State Department after serving for 30 years with the Korean special team. He said that all North Korean defectors saying on North Korea human rights violations were false. He said they lived, they lied to make money. I'm not saying that the North Korea has no human rights violations. Every society has its own problems. 
Now, South Korea is the most highest country in suicide. Many suicides are happening now due to human rights violation. There is a saying in the Indian proverb that you should not talk about someone else without wearing leather shoes of his for 15 days. If you walk on a rough mountain area, leather shoes, wearing leather shoes that fit don't fit your feet, your feet will be hurt badly. How many children do you think were killed accidentally each year in the United States at home? 5,000. The total killing is 30,000. It is similar to the number of suicide dying in South Korea. If you look at the statistics alone, America is a really dangerous society and South Korea is a difficult country to live in. So we cannot totally depend on the, the testimony of North Korean defectors. That's my argument. So, so when people talk about human rights in North Korea, uh, you talk about human rights problems in America or human rights problems in South Korea or human rights problems in Africa. Yeah, it's a relative term. You see it as a relative term. So there's a kind of a, a moral equivalence between human rights violations in all countries. That's right. But what you know what I find interesting is that how do we know – the statistics you quoted, um, 5,000 American children die every year uh, by accident. How do we know that? American media. That's right. Uh, how do we know that South Korea is so high in, uh, in the suicide rate, South Korean media? How do we know about human rights abuses in most countries of the world, the media and other organizations, freedom of press, freedom of expression, right. freedom of association? Um, how do we know about human rights abuses in North Korea? From the North Korean media? Oh, well, not, we, have not so to, much. we have to see the problems from the inside, internally. Uh-huh. I can judge uh, U.S. as outsiders, but sometimes it make it wrong. So we, if we want to really uh, judge or uh, criticize some some things, you have to see it from the inside. Mm -hmm. We don't live. I don't live uh, in in North Korea. No. So and because the North so Korea, I don't know about this is the violation or not. I know that they have uh, no freedom uh -huh. to move and then to. I mean, they have uh, less freedom. Comparing to uh, South Korea or you know other countries, but they have uh, their own rule. Is there a freedom of the press in North Korea? Do, does the media have a freedom to report on bad things and accidents and? You know, North Korea is a socialist country. Yes. Yeah. So they they want uh, to uh, talk about good things on North Korea, mm -hmm. not bad things. Yeah. It, it seems that this is also connected to the problem of uh, political information being sent into North Korea, that the flow of information is very dangerous to the North Korean government. Yeah, yeah. No internet in North Korea, you cannot phone North Korea, can't email somebody in North Korea, can't read a South Korean newspaper in North Korea, can't read a Japanese newspaper in North Korea or an American newspaper in North Korea. Well, some, some, some uh, elite people... They can uh, approach the uh, outside mm -hmm. of the media, and then I uh, uh, heard one time for few years back that uh, uh, defectors called the families in North Korea in South through. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 
there is some danger there. That's right. Yeah. right? Yeah. If their yeah. relatives in North Korea are found with a, right. a cell phone yeah. talking to a relative in South Korea, there is some danger, you know, yeah, very I met serious to, danger. Yeah, I met one dictator, defector mm-hmm. uh, who knew more about the South Korea uh, uh, the soap opera. I don't watch it, but mm-hmm. she, she knew almost every opera she watched in North Korea. I mean, somehow, in illegally, you know, anyhow. North Korea, of course, has very strong words about uh, people who left North Korea and came to live in South Korea. They call them uh, human trash and other yeah. very strong, aggressive words. That's right. Okay, let me put it the other way. When I leave the U.S., there are many defectors from South Korea. And then many of them had a problem in South Korea. Financially bankrupt, or you know, escape from a death. So, uh, I think North Korean defectors. Why do they uh, flee from North Korea? Maybe mainly for uh, food, or for because of a hunger, or some they did some uh, mistakes or uh, evil things. Mm-hmm. So, they flee from the uh, their own country. So do you, generally speaking, do you believe North Korean defectors when they talk about their uh, experiences in North Korea? Depends on how see me. What did you think about the United Nations Committee of Inquiry report that came out six years ago about uh, human rights abuses in North Korea? Have you looked at that? It's available in Korean. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There Um, are some sense, some some is true, but um, I think most of them is not true. Most of it is not true. Yeah. Even though they went through a, a, a legal, sort of almost like a court-like procedure to uh, to give their testimony, and many people were interviewed, you think generally most of it's not reliable. No, no. And on what basis do you say that? Since uh, I mean, even Taeyong Oh, who is now a congressman in mm-hmm. South Korea, the North Korea claimed that he uh, he is a he is a person of a sexual assault, and then he uh, took a you know. North Korean government money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what about him? What about Hwang jung yeop North Korea also claimed very serious allegations That's about right. Hwang jung yeop It Hwang, seems to me yeah. that every time somebody leaves North Korea and comes to South Korea, that the North Korea has some very serious <laughs> allegations to make. Uh-huh. Religious organizations like the Church of Scientology, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. other controversial religious new religious movements, when a leader leaves that organization and they say something negative about the organization, the organization says, ah, well, he's a criminal, don't trust him, or ah, he's a sexual pervert, don't trust him. <laughs> you know, that's a very, very common yeah. strategy right. to uh, to discredit somebody's testimony. Yeah. Uh, now, it seems to me that because North Korea is so consistent at using the same method with Hwang jung yop the same method with Taeyong ho the same method with every other North Korean who has spoken publicly about hardship in North Korea, well, that maybe the problem is not the defector. Yeah, but uh, it depends on uh, what kind of defectors mm. they are. Because Hwang uh, jang Yeop, Taeyong Ho was the highest uh, position. Yep. So they they can do what they wanted, but uh, there must be reason why they escaped from uh, North Korea. Mm. You know, there must be reason. Yeah, that, well, have you read their books? Yeah, I read it. So I think Taeyong Ho explains, yeah. I mean, I've read Taeyong Ho's book, and he explains clearly why he left North Korea. Yeah. Do you believe his reasoning for leaving North Korea? I believe in half. 
Uh, Huang Zhengyop also wrote a book. I haven't read that one. Have you read Huang Yeah, Zhengyop? I read it, yeah. He gave a reason for leaving. Well, yeah, I think Huang Zhengyop is more reliable than the Taeyong Yeah. Mm. Okay. He's also unfortunately dead, so I can't ask him about that. <laughs> Kim Moon Jae-in, coming back to human rights, Moon Jae-in was an, a human rights lawyer. He became famous in South Korea and as, a, as a human rights lawyer. Why doesn't he talk about human rights in North Korea? Do we have to ignore that that question? Well, I... I mentioned before, Yes. my uh, answer is why do you want to talk about other countries' problems while your country, your country has own problem? Okay, but you're a Korean. Yeah. North Korea is not another country. Yeah. Well, the system is different. Yes, yeah. but those yeah. are your brothers and sisters up in North Korea. And if they cannot speak... They can speak. How? In different way. We have to reinterpret what they are saying. They're going to reinterpret what I'm saying. So uh, the important thing is mm -hmm. the more serious crime than human rights violation is the violation on human life itself. Human life precedes human rights. North Korea has been suffered due to the shortage of food. U.S. sanctions against North Korea, they cannot buy the food from other countries. North Korea cannot open a bank in other countries. Before we talk about North Korean human rights violations, we need to talk North Korea human life itself. Nuclear programs are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Missile programs are very expensive. Yep. They cost a lot of money. That's um, right. Political theater you know, parades and That's right. events and celebrations, these are also expensive. When you, isn't the problem one of resource allocation in North Korea? Right, that you're you're saying that people in North Korea are dying because of U.S. sanctions, mm -hmm. but what about the North Korean government's decision to use money for expensive programs that don't feed people? North Korean fears that uh, save a life first. Save a life through nuclear weapons first, yeah, yeah. not food because, first. Yeah, because they have a uh, 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 fear that the U.S. might attack, uh, starting a war. Again, so the so North Korean people has a world trauma mm -hmm. uh, yeah, severely. So I think, uh, yeah. Do you think America might attack North Korea? Not now, not easily. Since because, 1953, uh, can, can you point to some times when America almost attacked or did attack North Korea? Yes, I think two or three times. So one time the... The President Carter went mm -hmm. to North Korea right. and, and, and stopped In it. 1994. Yeah. yeah. And that was about nuclear weapons, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. So it, it seems to me that maybe North Korea having a nuclear weapons program is actually more dangerous, not less dangerous. When the North Korea using North nuclear bombs, yes. the North Korea will be collapsed, destroyed, everything. North Korea wants to using nuclear bombs uh, unless... They were, you know, threatened to the death. So I don't. So South Korean people do not worry about much mm. about nuclear bombs, but U.S. pressure uh, doesn't make, you know, in in that opinion. I think, yeah. Do some people in South Korea think that you are pro North Korea? I think so. How do you respond to that? To be uni unified with uh, uh, North Korea. We should be friends. We criticize criticizing each other. How can you be a, a friend without being a friend first? 
we cannot be uh, unification. So happened. we so we shouldn't criticize. No, we should criticize on based uh, uh, right uh, rules and the right judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any areas that you criticize North Korea about? Sure. What, what kind of things do you? Well, privately, uh, I criticize much. Yeah. 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 But I understand the North Korea's positions, so I'm a uh, little uh, uh, cautious when I say in public. And also, the, I want to, uh, to see a unification in Korea. Yes. Not just because for our Korea peoples, uh -huh. but uh, whole world for peace. The world. Yeah. We want to be a, a the methods are sacrificing tools to world peace. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it'll happen in your lifetime? That's my one of my prayer. And that's the, the goal of your committee, right? That's right, yeah. yes. Well, that's a, a hopeful note. I think we will finish uh, our interview on that hopeful note. There. Thank you once again very much Thank for joining much. me yeah. today, Reverend Jaw, and uh, uh, good luck. Thank you for inviting me Thank you. to share my opinion.